Now, would you say that banks on the continent have adapted to the challenges brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic? Uh, in a short answer, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> they've, uh, they've been, they're adapting. I don't think they've adapted. Um, I would put the challenge basically in the context of a train station. So if you imagine the rail network as financial services and banks as the train stations, people pass through those train stations every day and they're in the process of essentially adapting and, and renovating the tickets, right? Going from actually going to print out the tickets to, uh, you know, using a smartphone or, you know, contactless or whatever it might be. Um, that's obviously very difficult when people still need to move and still need to be in transit. Uh, and it is a journey. They have made great strides. I wouldn't discount it, but uh, the journey is definitely far from over. Now, just looking at 2020 and, uh, you know, banks having to innovate due to circumstances and the disruptions brought on by COVID-19, you know, the banking sector was not really spared, uh, you know, suffering a surge in non-performing loans and a plunge in profitability. Mm. And I do think that's it's a symptom of something that we don't often think about. But, you know, Ludwig, if I was to ask you a question, do you do you like your bank? Uh, I don't, you don't need to tell me who it is. But but if I say, do you like them? And generally, people will tell you no. <laughs> but they do. But they do trust them to a large extent. And, and I think uh, at the moment, if, if I look at, you know, where uh, across Africa as a whole, where consumers put their trust, uh, they put it in banks, but their money tends to go into other platforms, whether that is, you know, foreign exchange platforms, uh, mobile money movement platforms, or whatever it might be, simply because they like using that service a lot more. Um, So I think as banks basically start acquiring more of these customers, um, they're actually acquiring a few good things which can help with things like NPL, uh, as well as other ratios. They're acquiring more data about their customers, which will allow them to make better financial decisions with their customers. But with that, they're acquiring a greater base of trust and they need to not abuse that trust and actually find a digital solution to engage with their customers in a, in a savvy and helpful way because ultimately that's what we want right when you go to a bank you don't you don't go there saying i'm going to move my money or i'm going to buy a loan that that's the secondary objective the primary objective is uh you know my son needs help at university so i'm going to send him money or you know my bathroom is leaking i need to plug that gap i need a you know a home loan or whatever it might be to fix it so i think getting those customers in is fantastic i think that's a very good step and clearly they show a preference for digital i mean who wants to go into a very touchy touchy high contact environment at the moment but but nevertheless we need to make sure that we use uh, that new customer base and, and we use the trust that they've given to us in into a way that they can actually love banking with us as an industry now going back in late march where mckinsey reported that an average return of equity for african banks had fallen to seven percent um last yep. year which was in 2020 this was from 14 percent in 2019 now which is at least much better than their counterparts in developed markets so to speak yep. where mckinsey estimated that an average uh, of re could dip below 1.5 percent in 2021 now the rebound for africa's banking industry could be swift and it could return to near uh, pre-crisis levels within the next three years this is what they're putting out there is this a possibility? Are you surprised at this or is this just a slam sack? No, I, I do think that there's there's definitely space for a lot of the banks to um, to to return to to quote unquote normality, whatever that might uh, whatever that might mean. Um, nevertheless, 
what I think the last year and a bit has really exposed is the flaws in the systems. So, you know, ROE did take a hit for a lot of banks globally. But even before then, you know, I think Africa was a, a bit of a, an anomaly because looking at, you know, their global counterparts, ROE is flatlined actually for, you know, I think the best part of a decade at least. And, and a lot of the reasons there is there's flaws in the system which maybe weren't so noticeable when, you know, there wasn't a pandemic. I'll give you a case in point, And that's very simple things like, you know, being able to make very simple changes to your own personal you know, information with many banks across the globe, not just here in, uh, in, in on the continent. But to do that, quite often, it's a very broken journey, right? You try and do it on mobile, it doesn't work. You try and go into your internet banking, you can do it partially, but something happens and it doesn't reflect properly. So you end up having to go into the branch. And all of those breaks in the system and all of that friction for myself or yourself as a customer creates additional cost overhead for for the banks and i think the last yeah 18 months or so has really put a spotlight uh on those problems and to your point i do think the banks that really focus on fixing those issues at root and really looking at the bigger picture will be able to bounce back those that think everything will be okay let's say continue business as usual without addressing any of these root problems with all of their new digital customers, will basically find that they'll lose them <laughs> very quickly to those that are fixing it or have fixed it. Uh, and I think more long term, uh, they will still be around for a few years, but they will just slowly uh, go into irrelevance. Now, Cornell, several banks have reported double-digit growth on digital active users. Mm. We've touched on that, uh, digital money transactions and internet banking services. And, uh, you know, you've just uh, gone through uh, something that we don't really generally think about, where uh, the frustration of not being able to finish a transaction digitally and uh, and a person has to go into the branch do you think or do you see the continent transforming its, its its banking on a continuous basis? Because now this is the new norm. I think this is how life is mm-hmm. going to be uh, going forward for the next couple of years. Yeah, 100%. And, and ultimately, it, it benefits everybody, right? I mean, if, if, if you're able to, you know, fix a problem, and that's ultimately why people, you know, go to banks, they have they have a problem, and they're looking for a solution, a financial one, but a solution, nevertheless. So um, at, at the end of the day, if, if they focus on fixing those problems, they will be able to keep those users, I think the worst thing in the world is attracting all of those users. So let's say you get a million new digital active users, fantastic, great job, I think very good marketing and, and very good fact that they you got them in. But then what happens in a year's time when they start getting frustrated, you start getting bad reviews. And because you've attracted all those millions of customers, the effect actually compounds. So I, I really do think that there's a big change in consumer preference, which has happened very quickly. I mean, let's not discount that, uh, right? Almost overnight. But it's not like the the solutions and, and the ways of working and everything along those lines that banks need to use don't exist. They do. They're out there in the market. There's very smart people on continent. But at the end of the day, I was speaking with, uh, with a banker and he was saying, you know, he's facing, you know, up to 60 or 70 percent of his transactions, especially in the small enterprise sector. Uh, this is uh, this is over in East Africa, you know, were, were physical transactions that are being done in branch. And, and he was explaining how much it was costing him. And in my mind, I was thinking, think about that poor enterprise owner, you know, that poor sole proprietor or entrepreneur who's having to lug his cash and do his, you know, bookkeeping and stuff at the bank every day or every week or whatever it might be. That's the problem we need to fix. Make, make his or her life a lot easier and then the rest will be easy. I guess it's innovation, innovation, innovation. 
and um, I really book of the year for me. Well, probably last year actually when it came out was uh, was by Robert Iger, the the former CEO of Disney. Actually, no, still current CEO of Disney. Um, and and he has a whole chapter on innovate or die and the parallels between the media industry mm. and what was happening there about ten years ago and what's currently happening in the financial services industry is scary. And it is very true. Innovate, innovate, innovate. 